this is Mike and Shelly on The Nothing Burger, where we debunk society's most commonly held stigmas. Hello. Hey. So uh, we're going to talk about something interesting today. It's about um, whether psychology... Or psychiatry. We're going to be talking about whether psychiatry is bullshit. Yes. And, uh, you know, with that, we have a little, we have a little clip of uh, good old Tom Cruise here. I'm gonna, Are you going to provide context for it? or? Well, no? this is he was on Matt Lauer's show. This was a long time ago. And he had an entire... You can call it a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> for Tom Cruise, that's what his meltdowns look like. He just... Uh, he gets kind of crazy. And uh, he did it. He had another meltdown on Oprah. I'm sure people remember that. Or, yeah. But what's this one about? This one's about how he thinks psychiatry is bullshit. Which I'm inclined to agree with. Yeah. Um, but the way he came about it was, was hilarious. I'm just going to play that here. Things do work for some people. That yes, there are abuses. And yes, maybe they've gone too far in certain areas. Maybe there are too many kids on Ritalin. Maybe electric shock. Too many is, kids on Ritalin. Matt. I'm just saying. But, but aren't there Matt. examples where it Matt. works? Matt, Matt. You, you don't even, you're glib. You don't even know what Ritalin <laughs> is. If you start talking about chemical imbalance, you have to evaluate and read the research papers on how they came up with these theories, Matt. Okay? That's what I've done. And you go That's and you what say, I've done. Where's, the, where's the medical <laughs> test? Where's the blood test that says how much Ritalin you're supposed to get? You're, you're, it's very impressive to listen to listen, you. Because shell, 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 shell. <laughs> listen, shell, 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 shell. Listen, listen. You're glib, Shelly. We listened to this glib. a few days ago, and ever since then, <laughs> Mike will just randomly walk into the room, like, where I'm minding my own business, and I'll just be like, shell, 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 shell. You're glib. Listen, you're I'm glib. like, I'm washing you're the dishes. Like, <laughs> like, if that so, makes me glib, then... You're definitely glib. What does that mean, glib? That's That's something from the 90s. That uh, you had to be around for that one. You I know? was around in the nineties. Yeah, but you you were a little <laughs> tadpole back then. You didn't know what was going Aww. on. Yeah. And that's that's why you're glib. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, listen. And whenever you call someone glib, you you actually have to have a super smug look on your face. You can't just fucking willy I mean, nilly. I don't think it's possible not to. No, Mike. you have to just close your eyes. I'd kinda. be afraid to try. You have to close your eyes, and then you raise your eyebrows. That's like what he was this. doing. His eyes were closed. And then the you're whole... just like, oh, you're glib. You're He's so like, glib. I can't even look upon your countenance. Yeah, I can't. Oh. I can't even uh, look at your face. I'm gonna look to the corner, but see you from the periphery of my vision, with my eyes closed, my eyebrows raised. But I won't be. I won't be happy about the listen, peripheral vision. Listen, oh, in condescending tone. Listen, you're you're no you're just glib, Shelly. You're just totally glib. <laughs> that's that's how that works. Oh, so, man. anyways, we're gonna go ahead and talk about psychiatry and. Listen, we've had some bullshit. pretty intense discussions about this like a while back, right? First of all, I've always loved psychology. I know it's a little bit different, but I also got my degree in social work, so I've been around a lot of that. That's the um, problem, though. There's generally a conflation between psychology and psychiatry. They're not the same thing. No, and I understand that. I understand the difference, but you're still, you know, that psychiatrists and psychologists, they're, they kind of work together. You know, it's not the same thing, but. Yeah. Um, you're, you're rarely going to meet a psychologist that's like, I don't believe in psychiatry. Like <laughs> Psychiatry kind of deals with. The one problem, well, one of the problems in society mm -hmm. that nobody wants to fucking deal with. And that's crazy people. 
Nobody wants to deal with these people. <laughs> like they want they want to get rid of them, put them away and not have to not have to, you know, see it. It's out of out of sight, out of mind kind of uh mindset with it. I mean, just think about it. Like let's say um somebody you know loses their shit and they go batshit crazy. Yeah. And 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 there it's like let's call it a degenerative mental disorder like right. you know this isn't going to get any better right. it's only going to get worse and like you're at your wits end with the person that you're you're dealing with it's like what do you do right yeah it's, and so it's and so hard. psychiatry basically came out and they're like we can fix this <laughs> we know what we're doing we can figure out a way to fix this yeah and you know and what? they haven't fixed it yeah. they've only i mean if you actually do what what tom cruise was actually saying was wasn't um, wrong about psychiatry. I mean, the abuses and and just the general history of what they've done to people is horrific. If you ever look into um, the overall history of psychiatry, where it came from, how it developed, where it is now, can you share just a little? Like, don't go into the whole history, but I know you're educated on this. Like, can you share just a little bit of what you're talking about? Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about hysteria, for example. Like oh, like hysteria in women, how they yeah. how they would treat it. What do you think a hysterectomy is? They would basically remove the vagina. Oh, hyster like hysteria. Yeah. Why do you think oh, it's called a what? hysterectomy? No way. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So it was a form. So they did of, that to women who yeah. were like mentally hysterical. Ill? Oh my god. <laughs> like, they were like, we help. can just we can just what uh, the heck? because the idea was that like the the very thing that made you so female is what made you hysterical and uh, maybe if we just remove the vagina that'll fix it. They're like it. there's a little too much female going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's called estrogen, okay? <laughs> so yeah, but like they, you know, it, that's the thing. Psychiatry just did experimentation on people and they whenever they discovered that uh, the symptoms subsided and they didn't care how they subsided. Look at lobotomies. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. It's like the um, I guess they're not. So their idea, their idea of treating uh, psychiatric patients is, or mental disorder is basically like, well, the person we don't notice the person acting crazy anymore. So I think we've treated them, and and that basically, you know, with with lobotomies equated to. Well, we've crushed the entire frontal right. lobe, and uh, the person's a vegetable now, so they're not crazy anymore. Well, and here's but what... they're they're also not fucking human anymore. They're yeah. basically you've killed that person, and they're like, he's still alive. He's still you know he's still breathing. Yeah, he's drooling. He's there. Oh my God, you know. Well, and it's so... like it's like you know what? I don't have a, a lot of like personal experience with a lot of these mental illnesses, but I know like. Like, for example, bipolar disorder, it's like we really haven't come that far because, like, for example, if someone is experiencing a manic episode, they basically give them drugs to shut them down. They're like, this person is could be dangerous to themselves right. or others. And they'll even tell you, they're like, we're not really sure, like... This works different on different people. Yeah, so because they'll throw doesn't... three or four different like uh, things at you and they're right. like, well, you just uh, tried to jump off a bridge. I guess that one doesn't work. Uh, let's try something it's else. It's just a bunch of guessing crap. Like yes. they're just guessing. Yeah, they don't know. And uh, they're like, well, we're going to keep trying things until we're able to basically shut this person down and turn them into a vegetable a somehow. Yeah. yeah. So, and that goes for um, depression 
uh, pills, right? That goes for what are the SSRIs? Mm-hmm. That go. It basically turns people into zombies. Like they don't like. Look at Prozac, for example. There was so many people coming out where they would lose their shit on Prozac, and then their relatives who knew them would come out and be like, "I don't know who this person is. Yeah. Like I don't know who my, my wife God. is anymore, or wow. like, like I don't know who my husband is anymore. That's like terrifying. that's." Yeah. Not the person I married. Like you can see, there was plenty of wow. in the '90s. Prozac was like super prescribed to freaking anyone and everyone. Well, you know what? That's that's interesting. And too. some people would have like insane freakouts and kill people. They would kill their relatives, what? their their family members. Yeah. So from the on, Prozac. From Prozac. Yeah. Oh my god. So so some for for the most part, it just changed their personality and made them kind of become sort of like zombies. But once in a while, it would cause like freakouts where they basically would stab their freaking loved oh ones God. like a million times and shit. Like there's, you can pull up stories about yeah. this. Like it was, it was pretty common back then because it was, it was prescribed so often. Well, and that brings, that actually brings up another point I was thinking about, which is um, these companies that are like forcing. Okay. So for example, um, I had someone try to, um, per, they were prescribing Lexapro to me. And then I started hearing about Lexapro like in rap songs. And then everyone I, I knew of that was on antidepressants, they're like, oh, it's Lexapro, Lexapro this. Like anytime you mentioned anything to a doctor, they're prescribing you Lexapro. And it's like, where did this come from all of a sudden oh, that everyone's yeah. pushing Lexapro you at don't you? Even, you? So there's a whole thing about that, which which we can go into. Remind me to go into that. I think I know what on it is, how these medications end up being prescribed <clears throat> right around the country like almost everyone together like decides like oh this is the new thing we're going to start prescribing it and they do yeah so there's a there's a, a huge and it's like a business model right it like is they're, it they're, is the the pharmaceutical companies have um contracts basically it's a well-known secret they do kickbacks and they take the doctors out it's like bribing bribing them to make them prescribe these medications. And I personally know insiders who were some of the pharmaceutical reps that would go around doing wow. this. So this is a 100% fact that this happens. But you can tell the doctors are pushing it too because it's like if you mention any kind of thing. Yeah, like- the doctors are pushing it because the, the pharmaceutical rep goes there and they're like, hey, uh, you know, I got you a pair of uh, tickets to a cruise. And uh, then the next month they come around like, you know, I got you tickets to the game, blah, blah, blah. Here, push this fucking drug. And, and so, you know, to the doctor doesn't give a shit. They're going to push one drug or the other. But if somebody's like, hey, uh, here's some stuff. Can you just push this one? The doctor's like, sure. Well, right. I, I don't give a shit. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, like I told a doctor one time that I, I was having issues with migraines and they're trying to prescribe me antidepressants because they're basically looking for anyone like who could be a good candidate. Like someone's going to walk through the door. Like they're looking for anything you say where they're like, you yeah. know what? You could use some Lexapro. Yeah. It sounds like you said and, the magic key word that yeah. <laughs> it means give her Lexapro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh, and the other thing, like after, so like after I had the baby, they were basically, t- they're just like, so do you have postpartum? Do you have depression? Do you feel depressed? Yeah. Tell us that you're depressed so we can like, give you some Lexapro. And so I was telling them, I was like, you know what? Like, I struggle sometimes, but I don't think, I was like, I really don't want to get on that. And they're like, well, you know, let us know. We can prescribe you something. They're, yeah, like, they're, they're like, and they're, if you change your mind at any point, yeah, just let us let know. Us we'll know. prescribe. I'm like, dear they're basically, God. Like, they, they can't wait to give you some kind of an antidepressant. Yeah. Anywhere you go, like, they just are pushing you towards it. And I wonder know, why. Why are they so incentivized to push these antidepressants? I wonder. Hmm. 
Yeah. He said as he scratched his beard. But it's really... <laughs> can you hear that? That's like some ASMR going... Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, anyways... Um, but it's, like, really kind of fucked up, too, because it's like, okay, you've got these women who maybe are struggling because they just had a baby, their hormones are all over the place, and they're like, yeah, I do feel depressed, like, I'm struggling, like, you know, and this doctor who they trust is pushing this at them, and it's really gonna, like, is it really gonna that's help them, is the question, and so that's the question I have for you, is are these things really helpful, or it's just... Depends on what you want to call helping somebody. If you want to turn them into a fucking vegetable so you don't have to deal with, with the symptoms, then yeah, they do that. But do you want to be a vegetable? Like, you got to ask yourself the question. But okay, so then we go back this, to... This is what you got to ask yourself. Do, you, do I want to not experience some sadness in order to uh, feel... And you're not feeling better, by the way. You don't feel anything when you take no. those. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel any better. You just basically like avoid There's some of apathy. the sad. It's like yeah, apathy. it's apathy, which I argue is worse. I argue apathy is worse. I've been there, and um, not caring about anything is far worse than being sad. Sometimes I'll take I'll take being sad. But sometimes. I think the problem is these people are. It's not just sadness. Like they're desperate. So they'd rather just de- devoid themselves of all feeling. And they have people who know. are encouraging them to do so. But anyways. But here's the thing, though. Most of those types of depression can easily be solved by exercising, eating well, and getting good sleep. Like, if you can do these three things, you can pretty much resolve, like, 90% of the issues that people are having that are described in the DSM. Okay, so like, but I don't. It's like uh, see, a trumped up struggle. It's like a trumped up bullshit thing. Yeah, there's very few like psychological disorders that are yeah. actually um, irreversible and and also degenerative and get worse over like, what time. What do you do about like schizophrenia, bipolar, yeah, like all these? That's things. the problem. The what solution? do you do? What do you do? And so that's why these psychiatric institutions popped up. You know, and they're basically Offering a faux solution. It's a it's a lobotomy, right? Lobotomobile was one a thing back then, and a guy would go out in a truck, kind of like a taco truck, and inside of it he had like a lobotomy station. So he was just oh a God. mobile lobotomy lobotomobile. You can look this up; it's a thing. Wow! And uh, he would basically go to a neighborhood and start uh, telling people, "Hey, yeah, uh, you, you got headaches, you got stress, you got anxiety." Step on into my lobotomobile. Dear God. And, uh, you know, and he ba- people would step in there. He would take a fucking ice pick, push it through your freaking, your tear duct on your eye, and scrape scrape out your freaking frontal lobe, turning you into a vegetable. So basically and people all these would, housewives are getting lobotomy. They're like, he's going around to all these women, and their husbands are coming home at the end of the day, and I have no idea what, they're like, yeah. what just happened to my wife? Yep. No, this was a thing. This guy would go around the country. What the hell? And um, not just him, but this was a common practice at one point, lobotomies, which which would basically destroy your brain. This Could was those this is make around? no mistake. This is brain damage. They would destroy. They turn them into vegetables. Physically right? take an ice pick and scrape your brain out and destroy your brain and turn turning you into a vegetable. Could those people walk around? Yeah, they like... can walk around. They can be led around. They they probably wouldn't walk around on their own. But they wouldn't know, like, that's that's my house over there or anything. They're just basically... No, they're, if they're you zombies. Them, they're like zombies. They're brain dead. Yeah. So, uh, after a while, this stuff started to, uh, you know, make the news. And 
So they figured another way to deal with it, which was basically chemicals. Wow. So now you have the chemical lobotomy. Which, which you is, can give in the form of a pill, and it's yeah. like medicine. Nobody nobody has to watch an ice pick be shoved into your eyeball. Dear God, that's so like... So you're, being, you're still being lobotomized, but now it's it's happening chemically, and nobody has to watch this and over, horrible And slowly procedure. over a long period of time. Yeah, it's a slow procedure. It's like a frog being cooked. But you know what? This is what I struggle with. <laughs> in like, a boiling pot. So you're talking about like degenerative mental illnesses. So like I know... Um, with bipolar, it's like it, when you continue to have those manic episodes and they worsen over time, it's actually causing brain damage. And they tell you, um, like um, I've heard psychiatrists say that the, some of the medications yeah. they give um, stop that brain damage and in some cases can help I, a person. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't. I haven't done the research. See, on, the thing is, proven, the thing but. is, like the schizophrenics out there, the the bipolars and and some of these like. Um, degenerative mental illnesses that just cannot they can't be fixed has has given these places license to do all the fucked up shit that they yeah, do because because no, because, a, because family no member like doesn't know what to do with yeah, a schizophrenic family member right yeah how do i how do i deal with this so you know they got antipsychotics and whatnot and for people like that for very few people out there who have these degenerative disorders, yeah, there's nothing you can do, okay? You have to deal with this some way because if you let those people run around with those degenerative diseases, they're going to A, hurt themselves, or B, hurt someone else, mm-hmm. or both. Yeah. Um, exactly. And so there's just no way around that. So you have to, you know, what do you do with it? Society basically has decided we need to turn these people into some form of vegetable well, and, and to if, stop them from... Yeah, and and also it's like, it, it's not just about the families, but yeah, society as a whole, it's like, well, they used to lock those people up and it's like, that didn't look too good. So now when they give them those chemicals, they can be like, we're treating that well, person some and of they them, don't have to deal with the Some of them are still institutionalized. They have to be. Like, there's just no way around that. Yeah, but by and large... Like you don't hear about like yeah. someone's diagnosed so bipolar stuff, and now they have to so be locked the, up. So the stuff that you see happening with everything else, the non-degenerative uh, disorders, the ones that are, you know, like literally exercising, sleeping well, eating well yeah. is going to resolve that. And uh, they're basically pres- they're prescribing similar medications that they would to these people who have no chance and they're basically they're, they're optimizing their profits they have to uh sell it somehow yeah, it's like for example a it? like well, restless leg syndrome is actually yeah. considered it's, it's in the dsm <laughs> so it's an actual thing and they have medication for it like come on dude you're basically laying in bed and your leg is like you know uh, just fucking moving back and forth it's a nervous Dear thing God. my legs do that all the time like, I do that all the time too. Yeah, That's like, so oh, I need wild. medication for that. Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. But it's like it's true though, with if you're talking about things like anxiety, depression, it's like if you bring that up to a doctor, they don't ask you any questions like what have you been eating? Do you exercise? Like they don't ask about no. your life. Like what's going on because in your life? Not, like what's they're, happening? That's they're not you concerned that with actually curing the problem. Their 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 main goal is like I need to prescribe this person pills because they also get kickbacks. They get kickbacks from the pharmaceutical reps when they're prescribing these medications. So they get like a commission essentially, which is illegal by the way, but it happens all the time. 
I promise you it's happening. <laughs> wow. So, um, it's just so sad. Like, but so basically doctors don't care about their patients. Uh, like, no. do they care anymore? No, they don't. They don't. Not from what I've seen. I mean, how many times have you gone, gone to the doctor and the doctor comes in there, doesn't even look at you. Like, they're just basically looking at charts and shit. Yeah, I've never... Doesn't even talk to you. Like, they're basically asking you questions, not even looking in your direction. Like, but, oh, blah, 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 blah. But has it always been that way? Because I'm thinking back, and I it, it, this is from a kid's perspective, but, you know, I remember back, like, uh, one of my sisters, you know, has struggled with a lot of medical problems, so we were in and out of hospitals all the time. And I remember I'm sure the there's doctors, a few out there. The doctors would sit down with my parents and educate them for, like, an hour, however long it took talk to them about what's happening yeah. in the body and it's like who do you know of that actually does that anymore who's not just like get out of my office like they would take a whole day out to like educate them and like yeah it's just, there's you there's know. you know there's few doctors out there that do care just like even in education you have some of those teachers out there right that actually care and they, they put their time and effort into it above and beyond what they're being paid to do so you're going to have the good ones out there. So, yeah, but by and large, it's about money, and, and that's what they're getting into the business for. Like, first of all, chemical imbalances, that's a theory. Like, there has been nothing proven that shows that chemical imbalances no. are real. Yeah, chemical imbalances are basically um, a way for psychiatry to visualize a theory or, or con uh, conceptualize a theory but it's been taken to make as sense. a hard fact. Yeah, yeah, it's being taken as like actual fact, but it's not. It's just a way for them to kind of conceptualize the theory that they need to pro uh, provide medication or chemicals in order to bring your mind or brain back into like a homeostasis chemically because there's a chemical imbalance in there. Total bullshit by but the it's way. like it, i was floored when i found that out because you always hear people saying like oh i have a chemical imbalance it's like okay so did the doctor tell them that or are they just being like oh i i can feel it like i have a chemical no imbalance. no <laughs> like, nobody can feel it absolutely not that's some bullshit that's been basically uh well it's like you're feeling something like you can feel anxiety you can feel like maybe you're yeah. losing your mind like so you're what struggling. made you what made you think it was a chemical imbalance like wh who put those two words together in the first place chemical imbalance like what does that mean like you're getting more of one so like but yeah here's the you're thing. getting Some more of get one less serotonin than others like so i think that's what yeah but that's, a, but that's imbalance. a but that's a natural genetic like occurrence in a person it's not an imbalance that's just how your brain and body chemistry work so it's not a chemical imbalance because you'd have to basically consider like here's the norm yeah but then, that's what it is right so but who determines is, who determines what that norm is whatever most people are like whatever the average serotonin level is it's like if someone has less and it's like they're imbalanced their serotonin is imbalanced and they need more right and what's how do you determine that? Based on if it's lower than the average amount. There's no way to measure that. You can't measure serotonin levels? No. What? There's no way to you can you can measure there's no way to measure receptor sites. There's no way to measure this is all of this stuff is basically theoretical and conceptual. Is it though? Because I remember even when we were because talking Because if, about... if you get a dopamine dump in your brain, which is like, oh, this is the thing that makes me happy dopamine so that you can have like 100 milligrams of dopamine let's say uh -huh. but then 
there aren't enough receptor sites to right. absorb yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was So thinking. it's like whether you measure the the dopamine amount mm-hmm. and it shows you, oh, 100 milligrams of dopamine. Yeah. You don't know how many receptor sites are there. It's a it's so a guessing no game. There's no way to measure because you That's why wh- that's why whenever they give you um, medications like this, they call them adjustments, okay? Because if they knew exactly what the amount your chemical imbalance was, they'd be able to give you a precise dosage for something and be like, "This is what you need in order to make the chemical levels perfect in your brain." But the problem is they don't know that. So they're going to give you a certain dose and be like, "Okay, we're going to give you this for about a month and then see how you're doing and you'll come back and uh, you know we'll ask you if you're feeling bad or you're feeling depressed still if you are we'll increase the dosage so this is their basically yeah, it's like yeah. it's like throwing darts at a at a fucking dartboard like in the dark be. and they're like uh let's see which one of these fucking works so basically if it could be measured why aren't they measuring it in each individual who comes into yeah. their office saying that they're struggling with depression there is no way to measure it there's no way. If there was a way to measure it, they wouldn't sit there and be like, when you go to the psychiatrist, do you ever fucking provide a, a freaking lab work for a no. psychiatrist? No, you don't. They Their fucking way of determining whether you need something is like, are you feeling sad? Oh, you are? Here's what you're going to need. <laughs> no, bro. That's just <laughs> you bullshit. And then you go back and they're like, how are you feeling now? And it's like, well... Yeah. I'm still kind of sad. I'm still okay, kind of let's sad. increase Let's that. increase the dosage. Oh, um, and then you come back. It's like, how are you feeling? Still sad? Oh, okay. Well, maybe that one didn't work for you. Let's go ahead and try, you know, Lexapro didn't work. Let's go ahead and try Paxil. Let's see. How, um, let's put you on Paxil now. Oh, um, Paxil didn't work? We're going to try a combination of Paxil and Lexapro together and see how that fucking works. Bro, I'm not your fucking experiment here. Like, I'm not going to yeah, fucking, you know. Like, people are going to end up more messed up because that is changing your brain chemistry over a long period exactly. of time. And then you have to detox from one and start on to another. And it's just like, mm-hmm. that's that's way less helpful than, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So there is, there is no way to determine that. So by when, the time when it, you leave that psychiatrist, you will be messed exactly. up in the head. And then you're like, really going to fuck. sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the thing, okay? At the end of the day, you're probably better off if you're if you're depressed or sad or whatever, you're better off going to the fucking gym. Uh, you're better off uh, changing your diet. And you can actually look this stuff up. This is readily available information on on different foods you can eat to change your mood. Or provide different minerals or nutrients. Yeah, talk about like vitamins. Like vitamins. Those horm- can th- there's certain foods that'll change your um, hormones right. in your body and and produce more or less of a certain type of hormone. Or a, a process of uh, fasting or eating certain things will change your body chemistry and force changes to happen. Do it naturally. And then, then you don't have to worry about being a fucking vegetable. Yeah. But I think that's also the struggle, right? Because like, okay, if someone is struggling with depression they're not motivated to do those kind of things it's much easier to pop a pill than to be like okay let's go to the gym let's start a new diet no i'm not saying like i'm not saying like that's an excuse but i'm saying it is difficult right if you if you're struggling with anxiety and you're feeling panic you're like somebody please save me now like give me something to just take this away you know but it but that doesn't fix the problem Right. But then the other thing is it's like, it's like okay. why don't you just go freaking do some drugs and uh, yeah. turn into a Well, a and not like vegetable. I want to get into a whole tangent like um, like on uh, weed. I don't even know if I can say that. <laughs> but yeah. like, okay, so not to get into a whole tangent on like marijuana and like, oh, the earth and I love marijuana. 
But the thing is, it's like if these doctors really cared and you're struggling with like panic attacks or anxiety, wouldn't it be much more helpful to prescribe something like that that's not addictive that actually does help? Yeah. And that's that's natural. I I would be way more in favor and I'm not even I don't even you know smoke weed or anything like that and I've never even liked it honestly. Yeah. But uh so this isn't even coming from a you know a proponent of marijuana. I'm just saying that I would much rather a person uh use a natural substance like marijuana than to take a chemical that's going to completely fuck over your brain and turn you into a vegetable. Yes. Not that marijuana doesn't do that, but I think it's a it's well, a temporary over a long period of time, but the point is it's like if you're having a panic attack, you take that, right? And it's like yeah, a quick you, thing. As long as you use it as here's the thing. Okay, let me rephrase. If you use marijuana like medicine, one hundred percent a proponent of that. One hundred percent a proponent of that. Like I'm not i I'm not saying like let let's be potheads like you know what yeah I'm saying? but like, there's there's, there's people who literally cannot get through their day that's without not without I... smoking like a freaking ounce of weed yeah exactly that's sake. not the same thing which is insane by the way yeah <laughs> and there that's why i'm trying to be careful to be like that's not because those are the people that are just like it's healthy for you like it's it's good medicine and it's like you're no. not using it as medicine. You're using it because you can't. You literally can't eat food anymore unless you smoke. Yeah, like, yeah. You fucked yourself up, and uh, that now and it's you're medicine. trying not to feel yeah. bad about it. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, we should do a. We should probably do an episode on that because I know there's going to be a lot of people who are pissed off about that. I need to smoke weed, and it's okay if I smoke weed when I'm pregnant. Remember that? Oh man. Okay. So yeah, yeah you want me to give a brief little little talk on that no we're gonna save that we're gonna save that <laughs> for next time stay tuned you guys this is gonna be a good one it's gonna be uh, uh pregnant moms who think smoking weed is is okay and healthy there's even a group there's, i was gonna say oh you said save it and then you we're just saving stole, it we're saving it i'm just giving a little you stole my platform is psychiatry a nothing burger or is it a quarter pounder with cheese <laughs> I want to say nothing. It's crazy because it's like, yeah, I no, guess it's you're a right. It's a nothing burger. burger. But I've been, I feel like my brain has been so hardwired to believe that like psychiatry is a thing that like it's. It weird is for a me. thing, but it's bullshit. No, I know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it's a nothing burger. But oh my god, that's crazy. yeah. Psychiatry is a nothing burger. Basically, so, society has been brainwashed to believe this, like because they want to. Because they want to believe because it. Because it's easier than doing the hard work to because be it's e- Because it's easier than uh, convincing yourself to write off a person flat out. Like, like let's say a family member becomes, you know, turns into, a, turns into a schizophrenic who becomes dangerous, okay, to himself or you or other people. Like, the bottom line is like you have to write that person off at this point. Like, what do you do? How do you deal with that? There's Unless no you, like tie them up somewhere yeah, so they don't hurt anyone. There is no way to deal with that person other than like medicating them and turning them into a vegetable. It's horrible. And like, hoping for the best. Like yeah, that's the it's reason. Horrible. Okay, yeah. that's why there's no other solution for it. Yeah. And I don't even want to get into the human rights abuses that these uh, psychiatric institutions have been visiting on people. It's it's crazy. Still? Oh yeah. So if you if you go uh look up uh there's there's a few different websites that keep track of these human rights violations, but they're basically torturing people, 
experimenting on them. Wow. Um, and a lot, in a lot of countries, uh, psychiatric institutions are used to um, lock up people they don't want around. Uh, political dissidents are thrown in psychiatric institutions. So like they just lost their minds. Yeah, they're just like they they lost their minds. They they commit people against their will. It's one of the only things, only institutions in the world that can commit people against their will for doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Think about that. You don't. Yeah. The cops actually need to uh, to get you on some kind of a crime or something like that to put you away, right? Yeah. Psychiatric institutions can just be like, this person's crazy. This person's crazy, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep him in here until we feel like he's better. They can keep you in there indefinitely. By the way, they can electroshock you, they can lobotomize you, they can fuck you over until you look like you've lost your mind. Yeah. And, and uh, go, go look and see what happens to people who have been in there. People who aren't crazy get thrown in psychiatric institutions, and they look like lunatics after a while. Yeah. Well, you know, they're like <laughs> it's kind of reminds me, you know, Shutter Island. There was a quote in that movie that that was pretty like I was like, you know, that's true. It's like once you if you uh, claim that someone's insane, then basically anything they do from that point to prove their sanity only proves their insanity more. It's like, yep, that's exactly what an insane person would exactly. say. Exactly. Listen, shell, 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 shell. <laughs> You're so glib. You're so glib. <laughs> that's true. All right, guys. Well. That was uh, The Nothing Burger with Mike and Shelly, and we're going to be signing off until the next time. Bye.